Welcome to Radio KBPV, Tales of Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village, a podcast about the history of southwestern Alberta, presented by Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village of Pincher Creek, a museum complex that documents the stories of Western Canada's agricultural settlement through the preservation of local buildings and artifacts among a six-acre park. Pincher Creek is a town of 3,700 souls in a vast rural trading area of some 3,000 rural dwellers. A vibrant region of rolling prairie, foothills, the Rocky Mountains, the Pecani First Nation, Waterton Lakes National Park, the Crow's Nest Pass, and the Upper River Watershed of the South Saskatchewan River Basin. Join us in this podcast where we present walking tours of our buildings and hear the stories of the farmers, townsmen, cowboys, mounties, pioneer women, politicians, chroniclers, miners, railroaders, and so many other significant histories of this particular corner of Canada. When you enter the Ward family cabin at Kootenay Brown, you are greeted by a text panel with a very imposing photograph on it. And uh, it's something that almost looks like it belongs out of Hollywood. It's a very tall man, astride a horse, Stetson hat on, lariat to his side, and he's overlooking a small cabin in a valley against a mountain vista. And then it's even more striking when you realize that you are standing in that cabin and that the owner of that cabin is responsible for the preservation of that uh, very building being in the village. So this is the story of the Ward family cabin and of rancher Earl Ward and his efforts to uh, restore the cabin that he grew up in as part of our village. The Ward Cabin represents a typical late 19th century hand-constructed dwelling as lived in by many homesteaders and small ranchers in southwestern Alberta. This particular one-room building goes back to 1897. Two pioneer ranch families had owned this cabin, the Faulkner family and the Ward family. It was situated on Drywood Creek which is south of the town of Pincher Creek, between Pincher Creek and Waterton, and actually closest to the little community of Twin Butte. You won't find Drywood Creek on a map anymore. It is now called Yarrow Creek. But that little cabin formed the nucleus of a very successful generational family cattle operation that remained in the hands until the mid-1960s. The location was situated low enough in the creek valley as to be out of view and thus out of the renowned prevailing wind, but one could look across the horizon to the high hill where St. Henry's Church was built in 1907 and still stands today. The logs were freighted by horse from Wood Mountain from where they were cut. Wood Mountain is now known as Corner Mountain. And those cut logs formed this structure. Built of logs and roofed with roughly hewn lumber, the structure utilizes timbers 
and may have access to planks from the Hanson Brothers sawmill at Waterton. This cabin was constructed by the Faulkner family adjacent to the Drywood Creek near Twin Butte, as we've said, in 1897. They weren't here very long in this cabin. 1897, uh, history tells us, is the beginning of the Klondike Gold Rush in the Yukon. And that's where Albert and Mary Faulkner left for the Klondike Gold Rush. They never returned. Cousins of the Faulkners were the Wards. Peter Ward, born 1873, passed away in 1941, and his wife Maud, born 1872-1958, took over the dwelling where they raised their two children, Earl and Sylvia. The one-room floor plan was featured in a manner typical of the early cabin where a family's entire living experience was a single common area. The informal bedroom with a bed of two for two tucked into one corner was adorned by a series of trunks which stored their clothing, bedding and other belongings. Only the arrangement of the trunks offered any semblance of privacy for the people in the fa for the family inside. Opposite was the kitchen area where a wood-burning stove served both for cooking and area heating. The cook stove was manufactured by the Polar Warren Company of Wisconsin and was used by the wards for nearly half a century after they'd purchased it in 1906. An adult or older child wary of the perils of letting the fire burn out on a cold winter's night would rise every couple of hours to refuel the stove. An icebox was essential refrigeration in the era before electrical hookups. The insulated icebox allowed for a limited amount of chilling and a way to keep milk and fresh produce from boiling. Ice cut from the creek was kept in sawdust and placed as, block, as blocks in the icebox. Nearby, the ironing boards had an array of sat irons that were heated on the stove. An ornate wooden cabinet similar to the one depicted in a 1912 Eaton's catalog was ordered through Pincher Creek's Scott Furniture Company. On display are samples of Maud Warren's handwritten recipes which guided her through m making many a mouth-watering homemade meal. The interior walls were whitewashed a practice that log cabin residents adopted to make their surroundings feel less rustic and cleanlier. Today we uh, seem to turn our, our drywalled walls into wood paneling. Pioneers had it uh, a little bit different. They were tired of looking at those walls and would do anything to cover it up. Other ordained adornments personalized the living spaces. A few beloved fancy dishes were kept in a corner china cabinet. Old trunks and a few valued photographs were hung in the wall, most notably the beveled glass photos depicting Peter and Maud Ward. In the rare personal time, reading, sewing and art occupied the ward's attention. On display in this cabin, was originally filed on as a homestead. This thriving ranch operation was owned for over 70 years by two generations of the family. The, uh, 
Earl Ward was very active in the Western Stock Growers Association, and Maud was involved in the Rebecca Lodge and the United Church. Earl Ward had a passion for local history, and as a senior, volunteered with the Pincher Creek and District Historical Society after its founding in 1966. Earl had worked to restore the building in 1965, uh, preserving it on site in, at Yarrow Creek. But after his retirement from the ranch in 1972 and his joining of the Pincher Creek uh, Historical Society board, the efforts to preserve his family home saw the cabin relocated to the village in 1974. Thank you for listening to Tales of Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village. This episode was researched and written by historians Farley Wood and Gord Tolton. This podcast is recorded and engineered by Gord Tolton. Episodes can be found at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or any other podcatcher. Visit our website at www.kootenaybrown.ca. Kootenay is spelled K O O. T-E-N-A-I Also, visit and join our pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for more information on our museum or even better, visit us at 1037 Beverly McLaughlin Drive in beautiful Pincher Creek, Alberta.